Thanks, guys, so much for just joining us on another episode of the podcast. Um, you know, the other day I was reading uh, this quote from an article, and it stated that one of the primary purposes of the Holy Spirit coming into a Christian's life is to change that life. It is the Holy Spirit's job to conform us to the image of Christ, making us more like Him. Man, just love that. And, you know, today we look at one of these fruits, which is kindness. So as we're talking about this, think, think about this quote. Consider this. Frederick W. Faber once said that kindness has converted more sinners than zeal, eloquence, or learning. Amazing, huh? So, we hope you enjoy this episode. God is love. Welcome to Revitalized Kindness Podcast. My name is Dave Weaver. And I'm Yvette Walker. And welcome to this episode of Eat Your Fruit. Um, no, this is... <laughs> I'm laughing because... This, this, we just, we just came up with this title. Thank you, Yvette. This was her creation. So I'm going to give you all the credit and or blame. The, or the blame, yeah. <laughs> Eat your fruit. What is that all about, Yvette? Eat your fruit. Fruit's good. I mean, we always tell our kids or, you know, even adults, an apple day keeps the doctor away. We've, we've said that. Um, right. What, fruit's good, right? Generally. Fruit is good, although it is it is funny that it was a piece of fruit that got us into a whole bunch of trouble in the very beginning. You got that right. <laughs> it was fruit that got us in trouble. Uh, so fruit can be kind of a weird thing then. Uh, it can be good. It can be bad. I remember uh, a recent sermon that I heard was talking about that. There's so many things in the world that, that can be good, but they can also be bad just the way that we treat them and, and all of that. But yeah, uh, um, kind of like an internet or social media. Right, social media right. can be a good thing. It can be used for good purposes, but it can also be used for bad purposes. If we've talked plenty about that. That's true. But the fruit uh, we're going to talk about today is all good. It's all good. And uh, as it was in the beginning, it was all good. But this continues to be good, even outside the Garden of Eden. that We've mentioned a couple times in the last few, several episodes. So... We're going to talk about the fruit of the spirit. Um, we're not going to talk about every point. Um, maybe one episode, one season uh, in the future, we, we cover the, the whole thing. But we're talking about biblical kindness and what is biblical kindness. And, um, and so we're going to concentrate on that one. We're going to, we, we will concentrate on kindness today. So you may ask, what is the fruit of the spirit? or the Holy Spirit, some might say. Uh, let me read you. Let's see. Bah, 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 bah. Let's start here. Now, this comes from a passage in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. So real quick, I'm just going to read that, that one part, and then we're going to back up to. And uh, Galatians 5, 22 and 23 says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. So we're happy about that because 
we have podcasts. You got a podcast about joy. Again, if people don't already know, Positively Joy is a great podcast. Check out Yvette Walker exclusively on that. She has guests uh, most weeks, I believe, if mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. That is true. Um, and so, yeah, it's a great podcast to listen to. And she talks about all things joy. And we try to talk about all things kindness on this episode. And again, you may have heard it said before, unless this is your first episode you're listening to that we realized once once we realized and it came to us that joy and kindness were a fruit of the spirit we're like okay perfect we we need to speak on these things together yeah so but i want to look at, i always like to look at context of things and 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 this has come up quite a bit i think in this season especially but if you look at this 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 scripture in chapter five, I'm going to back up to verse 16. I'm going to read a little bit here, um, which says he's uh, Paul writing to the Galatians says, I say, then walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh for the flesh desires. What is against the spirit and the spirit desires. What is against the flesh? These are opposed to each other. So there is opposition. Um, if you read Ephesians chapter six, you're going to read about that opposition. It's not really the things of the flesh or it's not the flesh that we're at war with. It is the things unseen, the things that we principalities and the, you know, all those things. I can't remember all of the terminology in chapter six of Ephesians, but if you read that, it talks about what we're actually at war with, how we battle those things. And that is with the armor of God. So if you need a reminder of that, just read through Ephesians chapter six. But um, yeah, so this there's this war against flesh. And so we need the fruit of the spirit and we need the spirit of God who resides in us to help us with that. Um, and Paul is is very transparent about that. And again, I think this is the reason why. If we want to talk apologetics, I think this is a, a, a just one small kind of nuance for me, at least, of why the Bible is is truth, because it doesn't always it doesn't it, it's very honest and it's very transparent. You know, we we could we can make it all up and say, oh, everything's always good, everything's fruitful, things are pretty, all this type of things, but things are just being honest can be very ugly in life. And we've said that before. Mm -hmm. So we need the spirit. And, but when it talks about this in the scripture in verse 19, it kind of gives you some examples of some of those things that we kind of war against in our flesh. Now the works of the flesh are obvious and it says sexual. Can I just point out before you go on, you just said that Paul is transparent. Look at the word he uses there. Obvious. Mm. Amen. Mm -hmm. Like it. I didn't even notice that. Thank you for pointing that out of it. Um, so in verse 19, it says, now the works of the flesh are obvious. There you go. Obvious. I, I didn't, there it is. Okay. I, I thought you were talking about previous, but yeah. No, sorry. Paul, I'm, I'm Paul not with is, it. Yeah. Paul, Paul does not. I got you first, now. Does he? <laughs> it went over my, I try to wear my hat up higher so it catches things, but it doesn't <laughs> ever work. The whole reason I wear a hat. So things don't go over my head. Um, so these things, so he's talking about sexual immortality, uh, moral impurity, uh, promiscuity, I'm trying to say these words, 
idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy, outburst of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. <clears throat> so that that's a key there, I think. Anything similar. Sometimes when we look at lists in the Bible, let's be careful as you read Scripture. If you like, look at this list and say, oh, I don't do any of these things. <laughs> I'm good. I am real good. It's not all-encompassing, okay? So anything like that, right? is what he's saying. Um, I am warning you about these things. And as I warned you before, that those those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But here we go. Chapter 22 or verse 22 says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. All right. So look, we need, we need the fruits of the spirit in order to help us in our in our flesh, basically. Or we need the Holy Spirit. Let's be more specific. We need the Holy Spirit in with our current state in our flesh uh, uh, to to do the what we should do and to walk in the spirit. So the beginning of that passage started by saying we walk in the spirit. Let me read this to you real quick. Um, and this is about that that phrase and again i'll, I'll kind of let me read that again real quick so we can remind uh those listening who may not be following along in scripture verse 16 in galatians chapter 5 says i say then walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh so <clears throat> in this this article here and this is gotquestions.org um, I'll put a link there for you all to read the full article. It says, a walk in the Bible is often a metaphor for practical daily living. The Christian life is a journey, and we are to walk it, and we are to make consistent forward progress. The biblical norm for all believers is that they walk in the Spirit. So if we live in the Spirit, and this is uh, from Galatians 5.25, um, what we just read, if we live in, well, no, actually it's a little further down. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit, according to Galatians 5, 25. Um, and then they've got another uh, reference of Romans 8, 14. In other words, it says the spirit get, gave us life in the new birth, according to John 3, 6. And we must continue to live day by day in the spirit. So it says this too, to walk in the spirit means we yield to his control. We follow his lead and we allow him to exert his influence over us. To walk in the spirit is the opposite of resisting him or grieving in him. Ephesians 4.30 says, and we're going to talk about this. This is going to be our next episode, so listen up. Ephesians 4.30 says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So we're talking about grieving or what's the other word? Um, quenching the spirit. That's the other word I was trying to think of. So we are going to talk about that in the next episode. So to walk in the spirit means that we yield to his control and not our own. And, you know, that we've often talked about just how hard it is to yield control. We want to have control of our lives. Who doesn't? You know, um, as a matter of fact, when things get out of control, we feel like a failure often 
Um, you know, I, I felt like that recently at work. I'll just say that, you know, I came back from three days off because I've been working around the house a lot. Things have been going crazy, I guess, within those three days while I was off work and they were going crazy at work. Right. Mm -hmm. And I come back to just sort of a mess and it was just, it seemed to be out of control. And I, I had to take a minute and I told my wife this, I, I told her, and I don't often say this because she, if you know me, um, personally, you'll, you'll know that I'm just very laid back and I, and I'm kind of like one person said it this way. You are one speed, Dave, you're one speed <laughs> because I don't get too excited about anything and I don't go way too low about it. I just kind of stay in the middle. Normally when I'm speaking to others it, on the podcast might be a little different. I get excited when I talk about God's word, but normally I'm just one speed. And uh, she said, what was it? She said, oh, um, oh, and I asked her, I told her, I was like, I think I'm about to have a panic attack. She's like, wow. panic attack. <laughs> she don't, she don't ever hear those words from me, but I felt out of control. And what I should have done, which I didn't do, I'll just be honest. I'm being transparent. Speaking of transparency, I should have just took my hat off, bowed my head and said, God, give me the strength. Give me the wisdom and the focus that I need to get through this. Lord, help me to be an encouragement to others as we work through these, what, whatever messes at work, you know, so I should have done that. I should have walked in the spirit more in that moment. But I think that's what it takes for us each day as we walk. It's just, that's what, that's sort of a picture of what it's like to walk in the spirit mm -hmm. It is to lean on his understanding and not our own understanding. I think that comes from Proverbs three, um, four and six or four, five and six. Anyway. Um, can I just say that I'm really glad that you said that that could have been a solution at work. Cause I think you're right. I think we're in, we're in the middle of work and, and, and I've talked about this before. We, we need to bring God and the spirit with us in our daily life, but in the, in the heat of it, sometimes we don't go there, but we should just, you know, even if you, if you were in a, crazy conversation with someone just take a deep breath close your eyes for a minute and pray they don't know what you're doing <laughs> take right. a deep breath and then come exactly. back you know exactly and you know a lot of people work from home anymore it's it's even easier if you That's if true. you feel awkward if you feel awkward and I, I get it but if you feel awkward in the break room or wherever you were mm -hmm. or even at your desk like you're talking about a, another benefit maybe of, of being at home where we can have that, that silence that we need, mm -hmm. you know, maybe, maybe we're in a situation where we don't get as many interruptions as we used to. And I say just, Hey, grasp that like, or, um, really appreciate that. Um, I think sometimes we, if we work from home and I, I've said this before, Hey, I miss the meeting people and talking to people right, and things like that. But there's the other side of it where, Hey, I've got some opportunities where I can kind of be silent. Yeah. Um, I don't have to worry about somebody walking by and saying, Hey Dave, how's your week going? Or, Hey, I got this problem I need to talk to Right now. They're hitting me up on the IM thing or the instant messaging, but yeah. I don't have to answer those right away. <laughs> 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 so that is a good thing. Um, 
And so we're talking about, again, this, this scripture, this, this passage is kind of talking about this contrast between or this battle between our flesh and, um, and being holy or, 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 or being, um, a person of God, this new creature that we or this new nature that we have become. And we talked about that in the last episode where we talked about, uh, being a ministers or being in ministry and that can be anywhere, but we talked about how we were a, our new creature. And I think in second Corinthians five seventeen, which is where we read that it says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Cause this part this article, I'm going to read the little excerpt real quick from this. It says the Christian life is a battle of the sinful flesh against the new nature given by Christ, a fallen human being. We are as fallen human beings. We are still trapped in the body that desires sinful things. As Christians, we have the Holy spirit producing his fruit in us. As we have the Holy spirit's power available to conquer the acts of sinful uh, of a sinful nature. Um, Philippians four thirteen says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Amen. And so a Christian, this is the last of what I'll read from this article. A Christian will never be completely victorious. We've talked about that. We're going to have some hangups. We're going to have some things, some bumps in the road. We're going to make mistakes and not show the character of God, not walk in the spirit in that moment. As I was talking about earlier in my time, my difficulties on my job, um, which I should have went into prayer. But it says here again, um, but, but, but let me back up. So we're not always going to be completely victorious in, in, in always demonstrating the fruits of the Spirit. It is one of the main purposes of the Christian life, though, to progressively allow the Holy Spirit to produce more and more of His fruit in our lives and to allow the Holy Spirit to conquer the opposing sinful desires that we have. The fruit of the Spirit is what God desires of, of our lives to exhibit. And when the Holy Spirit's help, and with the Holy Spirit's help, it is possible. To always be encouraged in that it is possible, but again, we've got to allow, we've got to relinquish that control that we feel that we need to have in our lives sometimes. Amen. So, what about specifically? So, we're talking fruits of the spirit. There is one in particular that we need to talk about a bit that is kindness. Yes, um, all right. So let's look at that real quick. And I'm bad with the Greeks. So I'm not even going to try to say the Greek word. <laughs> um, but there is a Greek word, however, for kindness. Uh, I'll spell it, though. <laughs> you might know it. Maybe you know I it. don't know. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. So it's, it's spelled this way. C-H-R-E-S-T-O-T-E-S. It's got those little funny things above the E. Mm-hmm. Don't know. That's the word, though. Yeah. So that Greek word for kindness, it means tender, concern, uprightness. It is kindness of heart and kindness of act. Okay. So this is the kindness that we're talking about. This is the fifth characteristic, as it says in this article, and it is called gentleness in the KJV. If you're reading, as some people call the King Jimmy version, if you're reading King Jimmy, it is called gentleness. If you're following Can I just say I have never heard it referred to as King Jimmy? See, <laughs> I'm never going to forget that now. <laughs> I listen to these guys. Uh, what is their podcast? I'll 
I'll plug them. Uh, if I can remember that. Oh, it's, it's, uh, ah, gosh, it is. Hold on. I've said it. I'm going to have to plug these guys. I love listening to them. Let me find, see, I'm always, okay. Real talk Christian podcast. So if, if you, if you like, if you like coffee, I'm going to give them a little plug here. If you like coffee and you like talking theology, you need to listen to these two guys. Um, listen, they're talking about uh, many, many things every, every, every week. It's different. They don't really follow a theme as we do, but anyway, King Jimmy, that's where I heard that from. That's why I mentioned them. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually following them right now. <laughs> yeah. I love listening to them. Yeah. So if you're reading that King Jimmy version, that, that kindness means, uh, or is, is, um, gentleness, the same thing. So kindness is the, and this is, I like this. So we're going to read this and I want us to talk through this a little bit. Um, and we're going to get to, let me just say this too, before I read it, this scripture here, I'll mention it right now. We're actually going to talk about this in an upcoming episode. And, and it is Titus 3, 4. And this is, this is one of the, how do you say it, principle scriptures. I think you said, what's your, what do you call it? Your, your scripture that you use that's sort of like oh, your principle. What do you like call my, it? Si my signature scripture. Signature. That's the word you, I've heard you use. Mm -hmm. Your, uh, this is sort of the one of, I think it's one of the main signature uh, scriptures for our podcast here, Revitalized Kindness, mm -hmm. which is Titus 3 in this verses 4 through 5 that says, but when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior appeared, he saved us. Not because of works we've done by, or not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing and regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's one of the, the those those the main verses of this. Because of what he's done for us, we we are that new creature that we've been talking about, that new person. That this article says kindness is the characteristic that led God to provide salvation for us. Again, Titus three, Romans two four. If you want to look these up, Romans eleven twenty two. Kindness leads God to give us green pastures, quiet waters, and the restoration of our souls when we are weary. And that's, of course, the, the prayer that we read in Psalms 23. Mm -hmm. And then it, it is God's tender care that makes him want to gather us under his wings to protect us and keep us close to him. You can look up Psalm 17, 8, uh, Psalm 36, 7, and so on. There's so many great verses about how he is our provider, our protector. God expressed kindness when he provided for Elijah in the widow of the Zarephath during the drought. And he showed more kindness later when he raised the widow's only son from the dead. And that's in first Kings 17 and verses eight through 24. There's so many uh, in the last one I'll read. There's, there's more here, but, and kindness led the good shepherd to rest, rescue us when we stray. We've talked about this recently. This is Luke. 15, three through seven, it says, this is a parable where it says, what man of you having a hundred sheep, if he has lost one of them, does not leave the 99 to open country and go to that law, the one that is lost until he finds it. So in kindness, he gathers the lambs in his arm and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young Isaiah 40, 11, just the scripture is just packed full. That's one thing that I don't think I ever realized. Anytime you start doing word studies, though, if you 
it's a good practice to do. If you want to learn scripture and you just want to dig deeper, one, one method that you can do, I just encourage you to do this at home is to take a word. It could be kindness. It could be victory. It could be, um, <clears throat> could be Holy spirit. I don't know. It could be many, many things, something that intrigues you nonetheless. Um, one time for me, it was, um, renew. I think it was re renewal or renew. I searched all of scripture easy these days, go to Google search or renew in scripture and just do a word study or maybe a phrase study, if you will, and just kind of go through there and see what all, what all God's word says. But when I did that with kindness, I had no clue. It's just all through scripture. We just don't really, it's like the road sign that is right down the road from you that you, you never see it because it's just always been there kind of the same concept with this, but as I read and studied, I'd realized that God's word is just entrenched with the word or the, the, the idea of kindness. And I didn't realize, and I never really thought about it, but how much of God's kindness equates to him being this protector, this father, this shepherd, the, the savior of, 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 of the world the savior of our sins, the, the, the act of forgiveness. We talked about that recently with Mark Sowersby in a, in a few episodes or a couple episodes back, check that out. It was a two part episode about forgiveness. All these things sort of in, come from this act of love or kindness towards another person. And we, so we get all this from God. God is the great example. He's the great everything, but he is the great example of how we should be. The last part of this article, I'll read this and we'll talk more. When we exhibit the kindness of God, we are tender, benevolent, and useful to others. Every action, every word will have the flavor of grace in it. To maintain this attitude towards those we love is hard enough. To express kindness towards those who are against us requires the work of God. That goes back to our previous episode where we're, we're looking at 2 Corinthians six, four through six. So just a reminder, but as servants of God, and this is what that, that passage says, but as servants of God, we commend ourselves in every way, by, by great endurance in afflictions, hardships, calamities, beatings, imprisonments, riots, labors, uh, sleepless nights and hunger by purity, knowledge, patience, kindness, and the Holy spirit and genuine love. So, Ministry is hard. We talked about that, but by these things, we can make it, we can endure and we can be a good ambassadors for Christ. But it is this exhibition of kindness from God that he gives us and shows us the way. And, um, I think that is great. I think that's, that's why the, the fruit of the spirit kindness is, is so important. And I just want, that's the, I, really, I think that's the bottom line or kind of the main point that I want to make um, as we talk about this, it's just why is kindness so important that any thoughts about that? I know you've talked a lot about joy and you may have even, I don't know, maybe you've covered uh, joy uh, from the aspect of fruit of the spirit. Have you done that before on your podcast? I can't remember. I actually have not, but thank you for that idea. That's a great idea. But what I did want to want to talk a little bit about is when we when we're talking about fruit and mm -hmm. people are people think about like we just talked about in the very beginning of this episode that it's good for you or apple or whatever but remember it also means um the 
what's what's produced right mm. so the fruit of a tree is what's produced from the tree so the fruit of the spirit is what's produced from living and walking in the holy spirit so these things that we've just said those nine fruits are what we are given as production right mm. it's what it's what we it's what we generate um within and we don't generate but it's generated within ourselves so i just kind of wanted to point that out to think about when we when we think about that word fruit that's what we mean here it's what's generated within ourselves it's what's produced mm -hmm. from the tree or in this case from the holy spirit mm. and um we don't generate it. We, it you know we don't create it it comes from the great advocate the holy spirit that's right amen that's a good point you know, it, when you were saying all that and you mentioned tree, it made me think of Psalm 1. Uh, let me let me read that first part of Psalm 1 to you, to you all. It says, uh, I'm going to read down to uh, verse 3. So just verses 1 through 3, chapter 1. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction. He, and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither whatever he does prosper. And so we got to be like that tree that's planted oh, yeah. by the stream that's being fed, that's being, mm -hmm. you know, being watered, that is strengthened. If you take water away from a plant, what happens? It dies. It withers up, yeah. Unless it's in the desert. And you're a cactus. Maybe that. <laughs> Not sure how the anatomy of the cactus and all the other desert plants works, but they can they they do a little better. But you know what I mean. If you take the things that a a, a person or a plant in this case needs, like the food or the water, it it will it will not do well. We don't do well with plants in our home. Um, we usually kill them um, because we don't know how to take care of them. But we have to learn how to take care of ourselves spiritually, um, I, I think. And and God can help us do that through the Holy Spirit that resides in us. And and through that close walk, walking in the faith or walking in, in you know, in the spirit, as we mm -hmm. talked about earlier, as we walk in the spirit, so walking closely to him in scripture and prayer and just communion with God, maybe even communion with other believers as we sharpen each other in, in the word and, and have those great discussions and just maybe dig deeper as you listen to a uh, wonderful podcast such as vets or, or maybe even this podcast or other podcasts that you might listen to where people are encouraging you in the word, encouraging you of, 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 of how to maybe not how to live per se, because scripture shows us that, but just reminding us and pointing us back to Jesus. Cause I think that's so important. It is important. And can I just say, you, you mentioned the plant metaphor yeah so do you know how you especially if you're not really a gardener i i love i love flowers like outdoors but like you said indoors sometimes we just don't do very well with them so yeah. you know how you have a plant maybe mother-in-law's tongue or some very hardy plant it seems like you don't have to do anything to them you forget to water them they just live right but i don't know if you've noticed you can be neglecting this plant and it seems like it's okay. And then the next day, all of a sudden it's starting to, 
to shrivel up and mm. and the leaves have brown on them and you're like this plant was great yesterday well you haven't watered it you haven't fed mm -hmm. it in our case with the holy spirit in so long it can only go by itself for so long That's and then right. all of a sudden literally within hours or a day later you start seeing that wear and tear yeah. and sometimes you can't bring that plant back mm -hmm. so for ourselves yeah it might seem like we're okay just fine but then that one day is going to come when you're having difficulty at work or at home or whatever. Now all of a sudden you feel like, you know, it's everything's just over with. And that's because yeah. you haven't been spiritually feeding yourself. That's right. And often we don't, we don't really resort back to that, that type of thinking. I mean, in other words, we'll, like you said, we will often go. I mean, I know there are church goers out there probably that go once in a while, or maybe during the holidays and, and such and such. Um, and they can probably go for a little while without anything. Um, and maybe they don't even listen to anything on the radio perhaps, but, uh, they can, may, maybe they go for a little while. And I, I know a lot of times those, those folk will, will always say, Hey, man, getting back into church just felt really, really good or hearing that message felt really good. Um, but I think it's this kind of regenerates you a little bit when you just hear word, the, the word of God and, um, I think that's great. You know, I was, <laughs> there's a plant. I don't even know what kind of plant it is, but it's one that was very common in, in the place that I used to work when we were working in the office and everybody seemed to have one. It, it was the plant that the, the vines will, or the, the, whatever will grow long. I mean, they, they can go for days. And maybe I don't know. Maybe spider plant, maybe. It may have been, I, I don't know, I don't know. Uh, but you, People used to, people used to put Coca-Cola in this plant. And <laughs> okay. Matter of fact, one of my managers, she used to, I would water it and I would get, by, but, but I would get behind in doing that. Mm -hmm. And she can't, I remember a few times she come by my desk. Have you watered your plant? You know, Cause she gave it to me. Actually, she it was a, like a anniversary present for being at, at the company I was with for a long, for a while. Mm -hmm. And she gave, she gave this plant to me and she's like, I was like, nah, I haven't watered it. Uh, she's like, yeah, it's looking kind of dingy. And she always had Coca-Cola. She's like, well, look, <laughs> let's put this in here. Let's see what this does. It, it accepted the Coca-Cola. It actually didn't kill it. I'm really surprised because you can put Coca-Cola on a, on a battery to eat acid away, but yet a plant like that survives with it. Anyway, I don't know what my point was there. I just remembered that story, <laughs> yeah. but we got to be careful what we feed ourselves. Maybe that's the point. Um, mm -hmm. In the case of this plan, it seemed to be okay. And maybe for us in real life or maybe in our day to day, it seems okay. We, we, we feel like we're doing okay. Mm -hmm. We're doing okay with our routine and the, and the way that we do things, but we could be doing so much better. Yeah. Walking in the spirit and, and, um, and loving God in that way and just being obedient and so forth and so on. But yeah, so look, there's there's this constant war going on with the flesh. We do got to remember that. And we, we got to remember that we have help. And that's through the spirit and, and specifically through those fruits of the spirit. Um, one of the next episodes that we're going to do, we're actually, again, we're going to talk about quenching the spirit, which is, is a very different thing. So it's, it's almost like trying to stamp out this spirit or stifle the spirit that's within us by certain things. We won't get into that much now. So we got to be careful, not only how we kind of care for ourselves, but interestingly enough, 
in a, in some in some aspects we have to kind of care for the spirit that 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 not that it can't care for its own and, and, and on its own it can you know it definitely is uh, sustainable because it is of God of course it's part of God or is God right if we go to the Trinity we were going to talk about that one time but that was like ooh, we we don't know if we're going to cover the the Trinity uh but yeah the Holy Spirit that resides in us don't necessarily need us but we have to take care um because we can we can we can damage that relationship there but at any rate yeah, I think this is a good one. Again, uh, we're unpacking biblical kindness. Kindness is from the Spirit. Uh, again, it's easier to love somebody that, that loves you back, but loving others that don't can be difficult, and that's when we need to call on the Spirit. Uh, any any other thoughts, Yvette, on this, this topic? No, I mean, I think that, you know, you talked about doing that Bible word search. And if you search kindness, don't forget gentleness, because we do see that as another translation. And I really like the idea of thinking about gentleness. You know, a lot of times, especially in this society, gentleness is frowned upon, like don't be weak, don't be a wimp, things like that. Now, I don't think that the translation, um, we'd have to go back to the Greek and see what gentleness means. But obviously, in the two different translations, we see it kindness and gentleness. But I think that, you know, when we, when we think about a lot of those animal metaphors in the Bible, we see, you know, we see sheep, we see kind of meek and, and meek and gentle and look in the Beatitudes, uh, the Beatitudes, you know, we talk about meekness. Sometimes that's not a value that the world values, Mm -mm. but that's, you know, we can't just rely on what the world values. We got to remember what, what is told to us in God's word. So that's probably all I got. Yeah, I agree with you though. You're right, and that's a great point to make. Um, it's not a, it's not a favorable thing. I think this is, and I and I hope, and I, you know, when God prompted me to kind of do this podcast, it it was part of it was based on what I was seeing throughout social media, and I have talked about that extensively in the past, but. It was just my observations on where we were at. And that's exactly what you're talking about there. Cause it is, it's not a, it's not a more favorable trait. It's actually, it seems more popular, it gets more hits, it gets more likes, it gets more interest, more comments or whatever that case is on social media where people are being controversial or mm-hmm. people are being against the grain or people are being mean or saying something outrageous. I mean, it seems like that is just, Hey, let me get noticed. Let me say something really outrageous right now, no matter what it does to you, no matter yeah. how it makes you feel. But that's not who we are in Christ. We are, we should be thinking of others, um, always thinking of others' interests before our own. I think that's a, there's a scripture in Philippians that talks about that. That might be in Philippians too. But yeah, we, we have to put others above ourselves. That's, that's what it, it, when we talk about being humble, that's, that's where, that's what that is. Um, mm-hmm. We have to be humble in, um, in thinking about others, because if we're not careful, pride, which is the opposite of being humble, really will we'll take over in our lives. And mm-hmm. there, there's a scripture that talks about the pride of life. And, but, but in our, in our lives though, when, when pride takes over, it's our self-interest. And when our self-interest is the, the thing that kind of, leads us that's when the flesh takes over and the spirit gets left behind so yeah such a great 
um, important topic as we talk about kindness to remember that we have help in that. Uh, we don't always have to do things on our own. We have God, and we need to lean on Him, and He has a Spirit within us that will give us fruits, things that we need to go day-to-day in our walk with the Lord and to be a good ambassador for Christ, as we talked about in our other episode, for Him. And we got to do that as the world watches. And again, like you mentioned, Yvette, the world has a different view of things, mm-hmm. but we got to be the change that we want to see in the world, right? Amen. So we do that in Christ and for Christ and for the glory of God. So thank you for joining us on this episode, and we will see you and talk to you on the next. Thank you.